Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast, covering everything soccer, from the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector. Dude, Lane, how's it going, man? It's good, man. Been a while. Dude, it's been almost a year, I think, since we've recorded. Blame you. Been that honestly. long? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize that. I've tried to record, but you're just never available. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, uh-huh. it's always on you, man. Anyways, we're back. And I'd like to welcome everybody, people who have listened before, people who are new to listening. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to do more of a general soccer fan who maybe has never really watched or who watches every world cup uh this is tailored for you and if you watch a lot then it can also be tailored for you too yeah i mean sounds good with the world cup definitely got a bunch of new listeners bunch of new watchers um just yeah definitely tailored toward the the casual fan who just like doesn't really know anything about u.s soccer but wants to watch and support so agreed yeah we're gonna do that aspect we're going to probably come in at this from like a higher level instead of going into the the nitty greedy like we used to do. Hopefully that'll be more useful for our listeners. That being said, Lane, you want to start us off with uh, maybe a little context of why is the World Cup in November and December this year and just a little bit of background on the tournament as a whole? Yeah, definitely kind of a hot button tournament. Um, so this this year's World Cup is in playing in Qatar. Um, it's in November because Qatar is notoriously hot during out the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the Middle East, so there's just no way they could have played the tournament during the summer. Um, Qatar got their bid in a kind of an interesting way too. Don't really need to dive into that super deep, but yep. um, definitely a hot button issue with how the how the World Cup's been set up, how the kind of the human rights issues with building the stadiums and everything. Mm-hmm. So some teams have talked about potentially wanting something on the back of their Jersey to boycott and just to kind of to support. So definitely going to be an interesting year for the world cup from an activism standpoint. For sure. Yeah. I would definitely not be surprised if there were some political statements made a little context. Yeah. Like Lane mentioned, we don't have to get it too deep into it, but Essentially, FIFA got bribed by the Qatar government to have this World Cup, like, I guess it was like 10 years ago or something now. Mm -hmm. They definitely don't have the infrastructure or didn't. We'll see if they do. I will be there. So I'll let you know if it's uh, usable. Being in the the fall presents unique challenges. Normally, it's in the summer and the seasons are typically over, Mm -hmm. uh, the club seasons, which means players have time to rest before going to the World Cup. This edition like sits literally in the middle of the the club season for most players, and so a lot of you know key players throughout the world are injured just after a long season, mm-hmm. uh, which you know presents a unique challenge as well. So if you think of a name of player player X Y Z and you're like, why are they not there? There's a good chance they're probably injured, which makes the tournament a little more interesting, a little more up for grabs. Anything else you want to add to the so maybe the context behind the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, definitely strange with it being a November tournament. I mean, MLS had to completely change their schedule. The mm-hmm. U.S. Soccer League had to change their schedule to tailor it around. 
um, the World Cup this year, and just a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of players kind of seemingly playing a little differently um, in the past couple of weeks, just kind of preparing themselves for the World Cup, trying not to get hurt. Yeah. So um, it's definitely been an interesting dynamic of playing for club and country kind of coming up soon. And another note, the World Cup follows pretty standard, you know, tournament format. So there's 32 teams, four groups of eight. The top two teams of each group make it out into the knockout stages. From there, it's winner go home. It's similar to most tournament style. That being said, we, you know, we are Americans and we support the United States. <laughs> so why don't we give a little bit of context for, you know, the roster and each of the players, players that are important, players that you'll probably never see so that you guys can have an understanding while you're watching the World Cup of who these players are and what they're good at, what their strengths and weaknesses are and why they're important to our team. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds great. I mean, I can dive straight in if we want to. Um, yeah, go ahead. So we'll start out with goalkeepers. Um, our most, our basically our guaranteed projected starter is Matt Turner. He mm -hmm. uh, is currently on Arsenal. And then the other two, we've got Sean Johnson and Ethan Horvath. So kind of an interesting lineup. Yeah. Um, definitely notable left off Zach Steffen. The whole, probably the biggest omission of this, this tournament is like Lane said, Zach Steffen. He's been our, probably our main goalkeeper. Him and Matt Turner have rotated a little yeah. bit, but mm -hmm. he's been our main goalkeeper for the past, honestly, four years now. Basically, nobody had expected him to be left off. And then all of a sudden he's left off the roster. It's not because he's injured. It's just because it turns out he's actually not that good. And, <laughs> and Matt Turner is an elite goalkeeper. So imagine if you, you know, watch the 2014 World Cup and you saw Tim Howard, you remember like making all those saves, he kind of became famous for his game against Belgium where he made like mm -hmm. 16 saves or something. Yeah. His stats aren't as good as Matt Turner. So Matt Turner is, I mean, expect him to have an amazing tournament. Arguably one of the, the top goalkeepers uh, in this this side of the world. He plays at Arsenal, which is a big club in, in England. Uh, he's their backup there. But this position is his. He's probably going to win us at least a couple of points, maybe a game. But the other two keepers, yeah, there's, there's not really a whole lot to mention. Sean Johnson is a, a keeper from New York City. Uh, and then Ethan Horvath is another keeper in England. Uh, you'll probably see neither of them. You might see Ethan Horvath in like a, a penalty shootout. He might get mm -hmm. subbed on. He's kind of like a penalty specialist. He's gotten famous for some penalties uh, against Mexico. Lane and I were at that game. And then in electric. England, he, yeah, electric. And then uh, penalties in England when uh, for his, his club. So a little tidbit on Matt Turner. Again, he's probably the one that you'll see the most. Uh, didn't play soccer till he was 16, uh, was like a baseball guy, and then basically fell in love with the game after the 2010 World Cup. He made uh, his high school team, went to like like a small D2 school, and then got on Sports Center for the Sports Center not top 10 for making like the worst like blunder of literally any goalkeeper could ever make. And so literally just saw that clip on TikTok the other day. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Look it up. Matt Turner College, not top 10. Just Google it and you'll see. Um, but basically he's become 
you know, an elite, elite goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to add, Lynn, to the goalies? I mean, as you said, I mean, it's pretty, I think it's pretty shocking that uh, they left off Stefan. I mean, I, I don't really get where he's coming from. I guess his whole point was he's, I mean, it's basically he's making a statement. He's like kind of all in on Matt Turner, um, which I guess is good because it won't really cause any controversy on that aspect. But I mean, I got to feel for for Stefan. I mean, he's been he's been playing for us consistently, kind of 50-50 yeah. with with him and Turner. So it's just it's wild to see him completely off the roster. So definitely yeah. be a talking point you'll hear. But for yeah, sure, Matt Turner's job. ESPN sure. released like a, a stat. That said, it was basically like expected goals saved uh, between the four goalkeepers, the three that are on, and then then Zach Steffen. And it was like Matt Turner was like expected goals, you know, plus 11 or something mm-hmm. saved. And then Zach Steffen was like minus four, which Yikes. just for context means there's a big difference between the two. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that's kind of right. He's not on. But should we move on to defenders? Yeah, let's do it. I can read them off real quick. Um, yeah. So we've got uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Serginho Dest, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, Tim Reen, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, DeAndre Edlin, and then Walker Zimmerman. So who who would you pick as like our most important players in that group? Like who's our projected yeah. starters there that we should yeah. be seeing most? So this this U.S. team is going to use you know four defenders. Two center backs, left back and right back. Three mm-hmm. of those spots are locked down. So you'll yeah. see Anthony Robinson playing left back. 100%. You won't see him come out of a game. He's, no, he'll, he will play every game barring yeah. any injury. Unless he's he gets in, injured, sure. he'll he'll be playing every minute. He's yep. probably our most in, indispensable player because we don't mm-hmm. have any really backup for him. Um, so he's extremely important. And he's, he's really good. He plays in England for Fulham. Um, and then... Our right back is Serginho Des. Technically plays at Barcelona. He's on loan at AC Milan. He's one of our more talented players. Mm-hmm. Very skilled. Not a great defender. So um, probably expect him to see, you know, most of the minutes. And then if we have a lead, he'll probably come out for somebody like, I don't know, an, a backup like Shaq Moore, who's probably a better defender. Right. Um, and then our, our center backs are definitely going to be Walker Zimmerman. He's an MLS guy. He's proven game mm-hmm. in and game out that he's our Stable. best defender. Yeah. Yep. He'll he'll win pretty much every ball in the air. He you know, he's got this every single one. Thor looking man bun. He's really <laughs> tall. He he's a he's a great defender. And then the big question mark is going to be who's the other center back. That's where a lot of the talking points come from. I think it'll be either Tim Ream or Aaron Long. Mm-hmm. To see Aaron Long, that's probably a bad sign. Uh he's definitely not uh up to it. And the skill wise, right, right. The coach Burhalter is just a big fan of him. Tim Ream is the oldest player on the team. He's like thirty five. He he's Anthony Robinson's teammate in Fulham. Mm-hmm. He's been out of the the picture for over a year, but he's been playing so well that he made like a last minute surge, got on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing. Um, I hope it's him because he's probably our most skilled defender but he's older and he's slow. The others, the other defenders, you probably won't see anything of. Uh, you probably won't see DeAndre Edlin much. Mm. He's the only other player on the roster that's, or I guess the only player on the roster that's played at a World Cup. He's a backup right back. He probably won't play. Joe Scally, he's the youngest player on the roster. He's 19, probably won't play much. 
unless, you know, we, we have injuries, you know, mm-hmm. and then Cameron Carter Vickers. I don't see him playing unless, you know, we change formation or our other center backs just are really bad. Anything you want to add, Lynn? Yeah. I mean, uh, defenders, I wouldn't say are like necessary strength point. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be kind of interesting who we throw out there, especially in center back. I think it's going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely hope to see Tim Ream. I think that's what, uh, the U S Twitter will hope to see as well, mm-hmm. but, um, Definitely looking forward to see how we how we produce in that aspect. If you if you see Aaron Long on Twitter, it's uh, not it's, a good sign. It's negative. It's negative all the time. Never positive. Yeah. Mm, rightfully so. He's not very good. But yeah, he's to an extent. Like, but he gets yeah, he gets the hate for sure. Yeah. So hopefully it's not him. If he shows out, then you know we'll see. But that's a little bit of context from the defenders. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, any notable left outs people left out from the lineup? Yes. So a lot of you will probably remember the name John Brooks. He scored mm-hmm. at the 2014 World Cup. He was, you know, probably last year our lockdown defender. Pencil him into the lineup. For sure. But he he yeah. kind of had a falling out with the coach. Basically got benched on his club team. So ultimately, you know, he just didn't make the roster. He hasn't played for the U.S. in over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's probably the biggest omission. There's also Miles Robinson, who basically carried us through qualifying and then tore his Achilles. He would yeah. be starting, you know. For sure. For sure. Next yeah. to Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, that was a tough loss. Yeah. So the whole question mark around the defenders is who's going to fill in for Miles Robinson's spot. And I mm-hmm. guess we'll see. All right, we can move on to midfield. A lot of big names in the midfield. Um, going to be electric to watch midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, first, we've got Brennan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and then Christian Roldan. Yeah, so the midfield is where we start to get really good. Um, Big time. You'll see three, you'll see primarily three players mm-hmm. uh, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, and Weston McKinney, assuming yep. they're all healthy. Uh, McKinney's kind of nursing an injury, but um, those three should be playing every minute. And they're, you know, world-class, in my opinion, players. Eunice Musa um, is my pick for, like, breakout player of the year in the tournament. He's 19. Basically, he could have represented England, Ghana, mm-hmm. or Italy. Essentially, he was born in the United States, I guess, when his parents were on vacation here. So it makes him eligible, something along those lines. Yep. Um, but he is – when he's playing, our team is really good. When he's not playing – we are not very good. Um, and so watch out for him. He's going to be probably our, my opinion, most distinguishable player mm-hmm. on how we perform. And then, yeah, Wes McKinney and Tyler Adams are just studs. You know, studs. There's really not any way to say it uh, other than that. Um, you'll probably see Kellen Acosta uh, like late in games. He's mm-hmm. kind of like Tyler Adams backup, more of a defender, defensive midfielder. So you'll see him, former Dallas guy, plays at LAFC. And then Luca De La Torre, he's, he's everybody's, like, sweetheart pick. He's, uh, he's, like, the guy that, you know, is undersized, gets looked over, but, you know, basically comes on and just dominates people. Um, so he'll probably play some. You'll never see Christian Roldan. If you see Christian Roldan, it's either really bad or – we're up like five or up, yeah, six zero. Yeah. No uh, in between. 
he's he's on this roster for one reason, and that's for vibes. So <laughs> don't expect to see Christian Roldan. Brendan Aronson was listed as midfielder here, but I consider him more of a forward, so we can Great. talk about him later. Anything else you're thinking about for the midfielders? Nothing really. I mean, it should be that three that you said, McKinney, Musa, and uh, Tyler Adams. That should be the three for 95% of the games we watch. So yep. definitely look out for them. Um, big names play all play in Europe. Definitely cool yeah. to see these big uh, big names in the U.S. and in all these top leagues and should yep. be showing out for us at the World Cup. So. Yep. Yeah, McKinney plays at Juventus. Tyler Adams plays at Leeds. And then Yunus Musa, formerly of Arsenal, plays at Valencia. Um, I think another key note here is all these guys are under the age of 24. So I think 23 yeah. and under, mm-hmm. um, which I think is going to be our, our biggest strength is just our energy and youth, especially Agreed, in the midfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be running like crazy, which I think I think will definitely fit our style. All right. On to forwards here. So a couple, uh, couple interesting picks here. So we've got Jesus Ferreira, Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, Tim Weah, and then Haji Wright. What are yeah. your thoughts on these picks here? Yeah, yeah. This is the most controversial probably of the groups. Probably because nobody has succeeded that much. And so it makes it more controversial mm-hmm. um, for the people that are left off. So Jesus Ferreira and then... Haji Wright and Josh Sargent on our strikers. You'll probably see them rotate, at least in my opinion. They're all kind of different skill sets. I think Josh Sargent's probably our most well-rounded. Haji Wright's like a trying to compare him to like a he's like imagine Shaq playing, you know, like striker, big, bigger yeah. guy, lump the ball up to him. And then Jesus Ferrer is like a small one or like Steve Nash type, trying to make as many references <laughs> to other sports. No, that, that actually makes perfect sense. Um and so they all play differently. You'll probably see them all, unless one unless one of the guys just takes over, you'll probably see them all play. Agreed. Um, the big uh, predicament was Ricardo Pepe being left off. He, uh, yeah, tough. He scored some some key goals in mm-hmm. qualifying, and yeah, it was a big big shock to see him not play and then or included in the roster. And then Jordan Pifok, he's another bigger striker guy left off just wasn't in good form and so Haji Wright's definitely the the surprise here in yeah, terms of sure. terms of the other players our wingers this is where we're, we're we're definitely our best so everybody knows the name Christian Pulisic he's our star player plays at Chelsea but he's not alone he I mean he's he's probably our most iconic player but I don't know if he's our most talented Gio Reyna who you know most fans will know and Tim Weah are equally as talented in my opinion and then as well as Brendan Aronson. So definitely our attack is our most, you know, skilled position. I'm excited to see them all play. There's, you know, we're gonna have to see them rotate a little bit, but don't be surprised if Gio Reyna breaks out. He is also 19 years old or 20 and uh, probably our most technical skilled player. Anything yeah, else you finally too. Um, yeah. Definitely kind of been his crutch for the past couple months years it's just been him trying to stay on the field healthy so yeah just played today and got off healthy so yeah that was big having him fully healthy is is huge yeah jordan morris another mls guy probably won't see him unless it's like a major you know situation where we need something or i don't know he probably won't play much um most of these mls guys probably won't play a whole lot barring you know catastrophe and then besides walkers and i guess but 
Um, everybody else is in Europe and typically big clubs. Those are the players that will probably be playing the most. For sure, yeah. Definitely curious to see how he does the number nine or basically our kind of our strikers goal scorer. I mean, mm-hmm. with these picks that he has in here, it's definitely been just riding the hot hand who's been playing the best currently. So yeah. hopefully they just keep up that form. So very yeah. interesting picks. No, uh, no Pepe was tough to see. Literally saw him on like a Nike ad in the U.S. jersey. <laughs> oh, man. The other day brutal. I saw someone tweet about that. I was like, man, that's, that's tough. Brutal. But it seems yeah. like he was just picking, he kind of picked the three different styles of players and just didn't want to kind of double up on it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. They all have some similarities, but they're all, yeah, pretty unique. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the roster. Um, again, there's different players that you'll probably fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Big Luca Delatore fan. Don't look, uh, don't be surprised, I guess, if Eunice Musa or Gino Gio Reyna break out this this cup, World Cup. That's that's a little bit of the roster. Lane, what do you say for the next couple of minutes? We just talk about the schedule and how how we think we'll we'll make it to the the next round. Yeah, sounds good. So, so in our group, we've got Wales, England, and Iran. Mm-hmm. So kind of a sleeper group it's not going to be an easy way out by any means no um, so first game on monday is against wales mm-hmm. what are your uh what are your prediction for that one in my opinion i knock on wood i think this is going to be our most winnable game yeah no i would agree wales are pretty good you know mm-hmm. uk based team but we definitely are more talented um we definitely need to get three points from this game three points yes. means you win the game Right. Uh, and then if you draw, you get one point. If you lose, you get no points. We need to get three points from this game. The first game is always most important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important to note that uh, all games are at one o'clock. So, you know, have it open on your uh, while you're working, your desk. Yeah, we should definitely get three points from this game. Yeah, for sure. And then the next game on Friday, the big one, day after Thanksgiving, we've got England, USA. Yep. I Black, mean, Black, Black Friday. Black Friday. I think our kind of goal for this one is to just steal a point, go for a yeah. draw here. I, I think the Wales game is going to kind of set the tone where I think the U S is very much a uh, ride the wave team. If we're hot, we're mm-hmm. all excited and playing well. So I think coming off that game with a win, hopefully would be huge against England. And then I think best case scenario, there's trying to basically play for a draw. Yeah. I think the, the Wales game will determine, I think a lot of how we play. So mm-hmm. if we win the Wales game, then, you know, it's not as urgent to get a right. win here. For sure. England are definitely better, but they're not, uh, they're not unbeatable. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we play on our best, we can beat them. Uh, I would be totally satisfied with the draw. Right. Um, I think everyone would be. For yeah. Sure. And I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, if we lost, but yeah. they're not, I mean, this isn't just like some, just dominating team that's we have no chance i think right if we play well we can beat them then the next game is iran i think iran's kind of a kind of a sleeper team yeah i think coming from like a u.s perspective they don't know i don't think many people view iran as a soccer country you know they just think of brazil and yeah all the top teams but i mean they've really put together kind of a pretty decent team yeah yeah don't sleep on iran they uh they have some some good players Mm-hmm. Some in the Premier League, some in Europe. So they're definitely not easy. Right. We we should still they're going to be harder than Wales, I think. Um, but we should still at least get a point. Hopefully, win. Plus, they're like you know 
they're right across the Persian Gulf. So they'll probably have a lot of fans there. Not an easy game at all. Hopefully we can get three points from that. Yeah. So what, how many, uh, how many points do you think projected you for us to get out of the group? Yeah. To basically make it to the next stage. Yeah. Typically you need four points to get out of the group. Okay. Uh, so like a win and a draw, that's usually enough. And then if we can get over four points, then, you know, we're setting stone. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got to win one of the games, draw one of the games. Mm-hmm. Anything else is a luxury. So um, keep that in mind when you're watching the games. Man, is there anything else that we should? Uh, I think anything else, really. I mean, I know you're going to be there, so you're going to be yeah be living it up, hopefully. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure I, I post a lot. content and, for us. Yeah, might go viral. Try to be <laughs> TikTok famous or something. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's a long flight, but uh, it should be should be a fun tournament. I'm catching yeah. several different games, um, not just ours, but right. I think lots uh, lots to put together. I mean, Messi and Ronaldo's last World Cup, most likely. It's mm. definitely gonna be tons of viewers. Yeah, interesting experience with it being in Qatar. Lots of lots of storylines. So lots of storylines, different time of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm banking on Messi pulling it off, winning with Argentina. He has the whole to. Thing. He's got to. Trying to go see one of those games. We'll see if it happens. But yeah, uh, I'll be bringing my microphone, Lane, so we can do some <laughs> uh, some reaction pods after we play and while I'm there live on the the grass of Qatar, if there is grass. Yes. But, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's all I got. So anything else, Lane? I don't think anything from my end. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, this gives you guys some context. Uh, if you have questions or want to submit something for the next pod, just follow us on box to box review. That's the name of our Instagram. Do we even use our Twitter anymore? I don't know. Maybe. No, mainly just Instagram. Well, so. Twitter also same, same handle. We'll probably try yep. to use both. We'll fire them both up, but hopefully this gives you guys some, some context and uh, we'll see you next time.